Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Slaying Softball Podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. Remember, we are counting down the top five episodes of 2020. Here's number five, episode 57, The Power of Your Voice with Dr. Cheryl Wood. You're listening to the Slaying Softball Podcast, where we empower black women to acknowledge their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Dr. Cheryl Wood is an international empowerment speaker, 11-time best-selling author, leadership expert, and master speaker development coach for women. She equips women with the tools to unleash the power of their voice and acknowledge the impact of their story. She empowers women to get out of their comfort zone, take calculated risks, and create a living legacy using their voice. Join us today as we discuss using the power of your voice. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast. I am here with Dr. Cheryl Wood from Cheryl Wood Empowers. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally be here. I don't know what took us so long to connect, but now we're connected. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I am, I have like, okay. So one of the things that sticks out to me about you is about the the whole speaker development right so going into like podcasting it's very difficult to uh, how do I want to say this um it can be difficult to like find your voice right because you listen to so many different things and for me I really wanted this podcast to be very genuine and very me and I'm big on like just the same Felicia you're gonna get everywhere. Anybody who knows me know that this is just me, right? And so I love how you are helping people like use their voice to like put power behind it to be able to ask for what they want, get what they want, um, and do with it what they're supposed to do. So before we get into all of that and how people are using their voice and speaking, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yes. So again, I'm Dr. Cheryl Wood. I always like to give kind of a little insight into my personal and my professional. So on the personal side, there were all of that. I love it. (laughs) On the personal side, I'm a Gen Xer, (laughs) but I feel like I'm a a millennial. I think I think like a millennial. Um, I am a wife. My husband and I just celebrated 13 years of marriage. Congratulations. Thank you. Last month. Um, And I'm a mother of three. I can't even believe my kids are as old as they are. But anyway, I have a, tw- I have a tw- I'm like, I look way too young to have kids this old. I have a 12 year old, a 13 year old and a 16 year old. Oh, so yeah. life is busy. Um, on the professional side, I am a international empowerment speaker. I'm a leadership expert. Uh, I am an 11 time bestselling author and I am a master speaker development coach. Yes. 11. For yes. Okay. yes right? <laughs> and working on 12 and 13 now. I know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love being able to touch women's lives in a way that reminds them of their own greatness. Because I, yeah. I think a lot of times we are, you know, like as, as little girls, we're told, well, you need to be seen, but not heard. Mm-hmm. So we're really taught to keep our voices quiet to stay in the background, but I am challenging all of that with women globally. And I'm saying, no, your voice needs to be heard. You need to turn up the volume. You need to come to the front of the room, not stay in the back of the room because what you have to say matters, not just because you have something to say, but because it's going to impact somebody else's life and transform their life in a way that otherwise wouldn't be transformed if you never opened your mouth, if you just set on your goods. 
So I, I'm, I am about that global work of empowering and equipping women um, to be able to unleash the power of their voice and own their story. Yes, I love that. So what led you to start Cheryl Empowers? Like, where did you, Sherwood Empowers, I want to make sure I'm saying it all correctly. <laughs> How did you even get to that point? Oh my God. Well, I always say um, speaking, that whole piece of speaking found me. I didn't find it, okay. but it found me because I was in motion. So mm. nothing's going to find you anyway if you're sitting on the couch, Netflix, and then chilling. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> you have to be out in these streets, like really, really pursuing something. So actually, I was in corporate America for 15 years. I worked as a legal secretary, if you can believe it. I can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> I say everything about my personality says I should be running my mouth somewhere and getting paid real well for it. But I think we do what we know how to do yeah. until we're willing to interrupt what's normal for us and mm. do something completely uncomfortable and unfamiliar. So in 2009, after 15 years in corporate America, I decided I wanted a change. Yeah. So I got my feet wet as an entrepreneur by starting a t-shirt business first. And okay. the t-shirt business was called Moms Are the Best. So I was in love with being a mommy. Um, all of my adult life, I've been told I would never have kids because I had this history of you know, fibroids and endometriosis. I've wow. had six major abdominal surgeries. So I didn't think kids was any way in my future. And God had a different plan. Yeah. And he blessed me with these three beautiful, healthy kids. And I'm like, okay, now I got these beautiful kids in my life, but somebody else is raising them because they're in somebody else's care 12 hours a day. Yeah. That's not okay with me. Okay. So that was really my real desire for wanting to start a business. I wanted freedom, time yeah. freedom, financial freedom and creative freedom. Yeah. Um, so I started this t-shirt business. I kept my job. Because direct deposit is a beautiful thing. Yes, you got bills to pay. Uh, <laughs> and, and I would go and I would bend at events on the weekend to sell my t-shirts. Nice. And 18 months into doing that was when I got the, the life transform, basically life transforming call from somebody at Morgan State University. So they called me and they said, hey, Miss Wood, um, we heard about your t-shirt business. We would love for you to come to our annual women's conference here at Morgan State and speak and teach other moms in this community how to start their own businesses. And wow. you know Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Girl, I burst out laughing. I was like, I think you got the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are not looking you for me. You ain't calling me. <laughs> <laughs> you are not looking for this, Cheryl Wood. You must have you misdialed one of them numbers in there. Because I wasn't a speaker, had never been on stage, didn't consider myself a speaker. So that wasn't even on my like path of trajectory of where I was going in business. Yeah. But that's when you got to like give yourself permission to say yes and explore an opportunity. And I said, yes. So I'll never forget the day. It was September 18th, 2010. I went to Morgan. You know, I went up there. My heart was racing and my palms were sweating. I uh. couldn't touch nobody's hand. I was like, oh, Lord, is this going to work? Why did I say yes? Yeah. <laughs> And then I just stopped myself and disconnected from that toxic conversation and just said, sure, I'll just get up here and be authentically you. Yeah. And when I did, the, the way that I was received from the women in the audience was something I had never felt before. Wow. And the way I felt delivering the content was something I had never felt before. And that was, as I like to tell people, the day that I knew I was born to speak. Wow. That is awesome. Like, yeah, that already, I, I know that, that whole, so a part of that, wondering whether or not they were calling the right Sherwood <laughs> is uh, uh, in going into my next question. How has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Oh my God. So I had all kind of head trash and self-doubt going on. So, so I, 
right now I always tell people you're looking at the sexy part of my journey. Like this is 10 years in this is the sexy yes. part. Oh, you know, they read the bio. They like, she spoke for NASA and the FBI. She's been featured in Forbes. Like that's the sexy part. That's chapter yeah. 10. But yeah. in chapter one, <laughs> I was not this confident woman. I had a lot of head trash because I grew up in poverty as a young girl. I grew up in a housing project in Baltimore, Maryland. So I saw all the bad parts of life. Yeah. I saw, you know, poverty at its worst. I saw drug addiction, people who sold drugs, people who, who were strung out on those drugs, teenage pregnancy, people who worked every day and couldn't put food on the table for their families, my mother included. Yeah. She, one of the hardest working women I know, uh, worked for 25 years for, for Baltimore City Public Schools, and still we were so beneath the poverty line, we yeah. had to be on food stamps. And I used to hate that. I used to hate, like, how can she work so hard and go to work every day? But we eating llama beans and yeah. homemade biscuits that she putting together and we on government cheese. I used to, I just couldn't grasp the concept of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I came from this environment of scarcity where you're not taught that you can be a giant in the world. You're taught right. that you're going to be another statistic. Mm-hmm. So when I came into business, I still had all that head trash still going on. Like, yeah. who do you think you are to be on a stage? Who do you think you are? What you going to tell them that they don't, that they don't know? Right. So, so even when I graduated high school out of Baltimore, I felt like I was blessed because I made it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I made it out alive. I made it out well. I yeah. made it out where I wasn't strung out on drugs. I ain't had no babies. So I already felt blessed. So when yeah. I got a job in corporate America, it was like, how dare you rock the boat when you already got already, you already get yeah yeah you know? yeah so i had to really get out of my own own psyche and mm-hmm. that's that trash i was telling myself so i i went straight from high school into the workforce because i wanted to get out of poverty and i wanted yeah. to get my mama out of poverty so i never went to college i didn't go for four years of higher learning and learning myself and discovering who i didn't i didn't yeah. have that yeah so that was just an added toxic thing on top of what I already was thinking about myself. So yeah. I'm like counting the strikes. Like, okay, you come from nothing. You ain't got nothing. Yeah. You don't have enough letters behind your name. When yeah. you talk about self-doubt, oh, I was doubting myself all the way. Like, nobody's going to hire me and pay me money to step on a stage and speak to their audience. Right, you know, right. I don't even know nothing because I don't have no letters behind my name. Yeah. So I, I played that game for a long time until I got tired of playing the game. And, and really the tipping point was when my father passed away in 2009. Mm-hmm. And he was only 59 years old. He passed away unexpectedly on Thanksgiving Day. That was the wow. first phone call I got in the morning. He was 59 and passed of a massive heart attack in his sleep. Wow. And for me, that was the wake-up call. Like, look, stop waiting on somebody else to give you permission or validate that yeah. you're Stop waiting on, you know, playing a win-then game. Oh, when this happened, if I get a degree, then maybe I'll pursue something. No, tomorrow ain't promised. Yeah. So you have got to start pursuing the life that you want to live now with what you already have. Yeah, that is so good. Like, so then, okay, so once you did that, what were your next steps? Because the whole part of this journey, right, for me is, is that, um, and for the listeners, is that this it is a journey right so it doesn't like you said this is the sexy part and 10 years in you'd have done done the work and so the purpose of this is to show people that you there is a possibility there is there is something on the other side of this and you can do it you just have to be willing to do the work so when no when that self-doubt showed up what was the work that you did to be able to overcome that because a lot of us just stopped right there like I know that in the beginning of this I they already know my story but when I 
started podcasting, I actually started a year before I ever, ever even actually published an episode. I had recorded them, but I was so nervous about like, what if nobody wants to hear what I have to say? Yes. What if, uh, what if it, nobody listens? What if, you know, this is just a failure? Why am I, why, who am I to even do this? And I was so scared that I couldn't do it. Even the day that I even registered for the site, the hosting site, I was just like, huh. I went downstairs and told my husband, I was like, I did it. He was like, what you do? I registered. He was like, so is it live? No, I just signed up. He was like, okay. I was just like, one step at a time. One right, baby step, step at a time. Yes. So what what did you do through your journey? Like every time that self-doubt enters, because I'm sure even at level 10, it's yep. still things because you once you go up, the the risk the is greater, is the pressure is on yes. because now you've already showed people what you can do yep. and people want more. So yes. how how do you combat that when it comes? Ooh, how much time we got? Okay. No, um, <laughs> so for me in the beginning, it was just, uh, it was just becoming aware of whenever I, that toxic thinking was there. Okay. Whenever the doubt showed up, it was yep. calling it out for what it was like, Cheryl, that's the self doubt that you said you were going to mm-hmm. work on and then replacing it, like being very intentional with replacing it with something else. So no, it's not, I can't, no, you can. Yeah. If, if you put in enough time and you show up and you pay your dues, Yes, you absolutely can. So that's how I started talking to myself. Every time I would catch myself saying something that ref- was reflective of self-doubt, yeah. I would replace it with something else. So that's I had to good. call myself out on my own stuff, right? My yeah. own mess. And then I started incorporating things like mantras and affirmations because I know that that's how the subconscious mind works. The yeah. more you tell yourself something, the more your mind believes it. And then your actions will start to align with your beliefs. Yeah. So I remember I had this little mantra. I would wake up every day. And this is so funny. So I would wake up. And as soon as I woke up, before I even stepped foot out the bed, I would say this mantra. And I would say, Cheryl, you are a magnet for success. You are a magnet for wealth. You are a magnet for all great things. Somebody somewhere in the world is waiting on you to show up in your greatness. And then I would bust out laughing <laughs> because then I had to get up and get dressed and go to work. So, so my affirmation and my mantras were not reflective of my current circumstances, but that's where the faith walk comes in. Yeah. That's where the belief comes in it, because you say it even though it's not currently happening. And every day I would do that. I would say the same thing, same mantra, like just over and over, like clockwork. And it didn't shift until about six months later. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never forget. I said it and I didn't laugh. Wow. That's how I knew something was happening. I was like, wait, what, what? I didn't yeah. laugh. Like, like I instead came back and reaffirmed it and was like, you know what? You yes, you will. For wealth and success. Yes. You can do this. Girl, you know what? And I start getting a little more pep in my step. Yeah. And, and that put me on a path to taking action. And every time I took more action and I took another stage and I accepted another opportunity, I became more confident. Yeah. And the more confidence I grew, the, the more the doubt was diminishing. Yeah. And that's he- even now, if when I sometimes fear will show up and it still tries to take me back to Cheryl Wood, who grew up in poverty. Yeah. It's like, hey, 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 let me remind you who you really are. Let me remind you where you came from. Yeah. When I'm going to speak for NASA, like, NASA was huge. That was, that was just a couple months ago. It was a huge opportunity. They paid me my full speaker fee. So wow. you're talking about going in and earning a $10,000 speaker fee to speak for like 40 minutes. Wow. They ordered 125 autographed copies of my book. So the pressure was on. Yeah, because like, oh, you got to deliver. Yeah, I got to <laughs> deliver. Like I got to live up to this expectation that has been created. And what I always remind myself of is this. Just be the authentic you. You are enough just as you are. Yeah. And they know that because they've watched your video before they hired you. Yeah. They talked to you before they said yes. Yeah. Check. 
So why are you still questioning it? Right. Yeah. They, yes. Especially if they reach out, reach out to you, like they're right. looking for you. And if they say yes, then that means they accept all that comes with you. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to think of that. So one of the things I was thinking about too, is that, um, when you started doing those mantras, did you show up differently at your current job? Like when you were working, like, did you go into your job differently because you knew that now you were, you know, you like, Oh, I'm a, you, you don't know what the Cheryl is going to be, but I'm going to act this way. <laughs> so here's the funny part. The funny part is I was uh, when I was in corporate America, I knew I didn't belong there. Mm. Even though I did that my whole life, I knew there was something in my spirit that, that, that made me know I wasn't, that wasn't it for me. Yeah. So I used to job hop a lot. So I would do, you know, uh, two years, three years on a job. I'd go to the next job. I'd go to the next job. I, I just always felt like I needed something else. Yeah. I was looking for something. I didn't know it was entrepreneurship and speaking, right. but in, in hindsight, I know. So I remember on my very last <laughs> corporate job, I went in and told them, I'm not going to be here long because, you know, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be an international speaker. And like, I laid the plan out for them and they probably thought I was crazy. And they probably <laughs> thought this little brown girl was like on some stuff, but they hired me anyway. And, but I was very honest with them. I was like, this is, this is, this is just an end, yeah. a, a means to an end for me. Yeah. Like I got big dreams. And I remember because I was a legal secretary, so we would get these flyers in for conferences and events where the, I would register the attorneys for. And I remember <laughs> flyers coming in and I would take it in to the lady who's the head honcho. She's the general counsel of this company and was a, a, the, one of the largest transportation companies here in the U.S. So you can probably uh -huh. guess what it is. Um, and I took the flyer and I was like, see, see right here where they have this lady right here that's speaking at this <laughs> attorney conference. And she's going and she's the motivational speaker. See, that's going to be me. That's what I'm trying to say right there. See right there. That's what I'm telling you. I'm going to do she, right. But I was great, great. But I, yes, I was so convinced of who I had the ability to become that I talked about it before it ever manifested. Wow. Wow. And so that, that, that is amazing because what that does is that it changes your mindset, right? Because most of us, what we do is that we have the vision or, you know, God's given us whatever the purpose is. And instead of us accepting it, we're saying, no, I don't think yeah. you want me. I don't think that I'm the person I'm, you know, like, I can't believe it. That, that you're asking me to do this, that you're, and, and until you actually say, like, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, like, it took me a while to even, when people were asking me, I'd be like, oh, I podcast, as opposed to saying, I'm a podcaster, like, that yes. is what I do, this is what, what I am, like, it, the same way I would say if I was in my corporate job, I'm a leader, you know, in a health organization, like, I would say that with confidence, so with I need confidence. to say, yeah. this is what I'm, I'm doing with confidence, so what have you learned about yourself doing this journey that you didn't know before do you want immediate access to new episodes products events and freebies join the slaying self doll family today at www.feliciawallace.com that's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com oh i learned that i am just I have a level of tenacity and persistence that is just almost unmatched. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I could fall down five times and I bounce back up. Like, okay, what's next? <laughs> I'm like, or I could, I could fail at something. And, and literally I might be down for about 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, let me figure out a plan. Okay. That didn't work. Okay. That was, I mean, I've literally, I've created programs that have been extremely massively successful, maybe lots of money 
and I've created some crazy whack programs <laughs> that nobody that nobody bought and and nobody knew they didn't buy it because I just let it silently go away. <laughs> But I don't let that stop me. I'm just like, okay, clearly I wasn't listening to my, my people. I wasn't yeah. listening to my tribe. And so I created what I thought they wanted instead of what they actually wanted. Yeah. So I just, I just keep running. I keep running with the next thing and what's next and how do I serve greater? And I mean, I've been more productive in COVID-19 than I have been probably in the past year and a half because normally I'm on a plane, a train, automobile mm. somewhere going to speak. So yeah. I don't have time to be as creative as I am now. Yeah. Now, I'm starting my own podcast. I just started a, a epic women series. Um, I'm about to roll out a whole course of co- classes for speakers. Uh, I have a new membership coming out. Like it's nice. I, I feel amazing that I get to create at this level again, which is why in our green room conversation, I was saying that I feel like I'm back at the beginning again. Like when yeah. I first started that level of energy and that adrenaline rush you have, yeah. you're so excited about what you're creating. That is so, so awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely know that during this season, you could be, I mean, everybody's on um, random ends of the spectrum, right? Like wherever yeah. you are. And I say, wherever you are, be that. Um, my husband is home. Um, uh, he, he is an essential worker, but because both my son and I have a um, pre-existing condition, they, he was allowed to be home. And so mm-hmm. this is the first time he's been able to rest in 20 years. And so yeah. he's doing... Nothing like literally he's like, Oh, I watched this series. And and, and we're opposite. Right. Because I'm the same way as you, like I'm using this time. I'm being more creative. I'm reaching out a little bit more and he is chilling. And I'm like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we need to do in this moment. Like this is what, there's no right or wrong answer. Whatever you're supposed to do, this is exactly what you, so he, I'd be like, okay, go ahead. You know, you're going to watch whatever, just do it. Enjoy yourself. I, you know, I'll be down here, you know, (laughs) podcasting. I'm going to just be be over here in the other, in the other one. I know it's so funny because I, you know, my kids are here and you know, well, they think they on, they thought they were on vacation anyway. I'm like, this is not vacation. (laughs) You still got schoolwork to submit work but it's so funny because in my house I have to yell that I'm I'm like hey I'm getting on my next call I feel like I do that all day because I do back to back to back if I'm gonna get made up and dressed up oh I'm gonna knock that that day out of the park I know that's so right I'm doing five six interviews podcasts whatever it is a day and so it's so funny because that's all I hear myself yelling out I'm getting on my next call <laughs> <laughs> so that they know don't bust up in here. Yes. Don't come with a bunch of noise. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. You're not, you're not by yourself. I have to go in the room and I'm like, from this time to this time, this is where I'm at. Don't. And if like, I'm like, ask daddy. That's that. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> He's right there. You go ask him. They're like, okay. Exactly. Um, so I um, watched the video from the Success Women's Conference, which was oh, yeah. amazing. Um, and one of the things that stuck out to me that um, I think it was in the interview, maybe it was like, I don't know, either or, but I wrote this quote down. We cannot become who we want to be by remaining who we are. Mm. That right there was like, yes, she is so right. <laughs> so um, tell us about that. Like, how, <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's the reality. Um, everything in life changes and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to change too. They're going to be various seasons in your journey, especially for women in business, there's always seasons and you have to be willing to leave one season to be able to be ushered into the next season. But if you're holding on to what was from last season, whether it's relationships, whether it was opportunities, whatever it was, people, places, and things, 
then you're not going to be ushered into the new season. Yeah. So you can never stay the exact same person and think that there's going to be growth. Right. You know, I'm not hanging out now in the same places I was when I was hanging out 10 years ago with business in business. Yeah. I'm, I'm around different people because I've grown. My mind has grown and I want to be pe- around people who are challenging me. Yeah. So if I'm still hanging out with the people that I was hanging out with 10 years ago when I first started, there's been no growth, yeah. which means there's no development. Yeah. And it, and there's a quote that whatever is not growing is dying. Yes. And I take that thing very seriously because yes. I'm, I'm growing. I'm every day I'm going to grow yeah. and I'm going to use my gift because again, I go back to, my own personal experience of losing my dad at 59. The mm. man never got to see 60. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure he thought he had more time. Yeah. I'm sure he had a to-do list of stuff he thought he was going to get to do. And yeah. he didn't. So I never want to be a woman who has regrets or, you know, if I don't for some, you know, God forbid, don't open my eyes the next morning. It's like, oh man, she had been talking about wanting to do this or yeah. that. No, I want people to be like, oh yeah, she was doing the damn thing. Yeah, like She was out in the world sharing her voice, sharing her gift, touching lives, creating legacy for her kids, creating generational wealth. I want them to know she was already doing it Yeah, and continuing yeah. to grow, not staying the same person. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely, I wrote that quote down and I was like, that's so true <laughs> because it's very easy for us to stay comfortable, right? Because where you yeah. are and right now, it's like, this is working for me. I'm good right here. You know, I'm in the, in the three feet of water, whatever, you know, just splashing around and you know, that 12 feet down there, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure, but you got to get down there if you want whatever it is that you know what the bigger picture is and especially if you know god like for me um god gave me a bigger vision like he didn't give me the path i know where it ends and so it's like you can't stay in the baby pool if you're trying to get to that vision that he gave you because it ain't here clearly not here yet so you still have more work to do so i definitely love that quote when i saw it so i know that there's a few things that you do one of the things that you do is speaker development and so um I, I I like that because I, to me, I feel like, although this is speaking, right. I always feel like if I have to do something, I get nervous about doing anything that's like in front of people or cause this is like me and one other, you know, it's just me. You, right. <laughs> if it ain't you, it's, it's just me. Right. So right. I'll be like, I'm just talking to my wall and right. you know, nobody is here. Like, and so those are one of the things that I, like concern myself with like I know eventually it'll get to that point because I've already seen it and I'm just like I can't even like I my stomach hurts just even thinking about having to speak to more than two people at one time and even as a leader when I used to have to do staff meetings it was only like at the max maybe like the most I've ever had was like 10 staff and I would be so nervous like and I had to have this meeting every month but the week leading up to it I was like oh my gosh like what is going on? Why can't I get it together? <laughs> so let's talk about speaker development. How, how did that part come? So I know it probably came from, you realized you were a speaker and right. that was your gift. How did you get to the point where you're like, okay, I want to be able to share this with other women to be able to help them, you know, use the power of their voice. Yeah. Um, I, I think several things. Uh, I think number one, the longer you're in business, the more you drill down on what you love doing. Mm, okay. And I think we owe it to ourselves when, when we're in business to discover the thing that you're like, Oh my God, I can wake up every morning and do this. Yes. And so over the years it shifted, it changed. I pivoted and I finally got to a place where I'm like, you know what, if, if there was one thing I had to do every day, all day, it would be a, letting a woman stand in front of me, share her message or share her story and being able to tweak it and put mm. little 
little changes to it so that she can show up powerfully regardless of what platform it is, whether it's a virtual platform, whether it's in a, like you said, in a conference room with 10 yeah. people and on the team, or whether it's at a national training conference or a big conference and they're speaking in front of hundreds or thousands of people. Yeah. I, I believe that we owe it to ourselves as women to show up powerfully. And I know that communication is a big piece of that. Yes. And, I, and I also know that public speaking is like the number one fear in the world. That's like crazy. What's the number two? <laughs> Death is number one. Speak public speaking is number two. So I understand that. And because it is my gift, that's easy for me to do. That mm. It's easy for me. Like I can see someone, you know, there's a quote that you can't be the picture and the frame. Mm. So I love being able to take what's so natural to me yeah. and be able to impart you know, a gift, if you will, to someone else to say, here's what I see. Oh, if you shift this, or if you change your tone here, if yeah. you, if you take your volume up on this part, and if you pause right there, watch what happens to that audience. Like yeah. I could do that all day long. So when you are in business and you find the thing that brings you the greatest joy to me, you should be doing more of that than anything else. Yeah. That's, I love that. Um, I love that being the, you know, the being the picture in the frame and being able to share your gift. Cause that's a, something that I, I had no idea that first of all, that was like the number two thing of the yes. biggest phase. Like but for I, real. I, I believe it. Cause it definitely is mine. <laughs> Um, but I, I love that you doing that is something that you is it's easy for you. And so you're able to give that in a way. And the other part is that you want whoever has that wants to be able to do it in a positive way and wants to be able to give whatever they have, they have to be able to speak it, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your dream is, you gotta get somebody on your side. You gotta you gotta yep. pitch yourself, you gotta, you know, sell yourself, you gotta be able to do that. So somehow or another you don't have to talk right like you just got to be able to get it out like you said whether whether you're trying to get investors to come into and be a part of your business or you're trying to get sponsors for your podcast or trying to get people to buy a ticket to your conference or you're trying to engage and get somebody to buy your product it doesn't matter what you do like literally communication and speaking is a part of it i mean even with my communication with my own spouse and my marriage like Mm -hmm. it's how we communicate you know it what's what's our body language what's the what's the tonality what's the words that we're using yeah that's just a part of life in general and that part of life also extends over into when you're in business yeah like that has to be something that you pay attention to yes i love that so today we want to talk about leaving your comfort zone and entering into your power zone um and i think we we touched on it a little bit about you know not remaining if you want to be different you can't remain who you are so talk to me about that that part because i think a lot of times no matter what the situation is whether or not it's leaving your job is it trying a new venture and entre you know in your business if it's you know leaving a relationship even trying to like when your kids go from one age to another you know you've been comfortable with them being toddlers and then they hit teenage and you like wait a minute you know it's that all of you we just have shifts throughout our lives throughout everything that we kind of go through and it's easy for us to get comfortable in the season where we like I got this and then something happens and then you be like okay now. so how how do we do that how do we leave the com- our comfort zone and enter our power zone want to connect with me before the next episode drops come follow me on instagram and facebook at slaying self-doubt i can't wait to meet you i mean i think if you want to show up as the best version of you you should always be looking like you have to be seeking things that scare you. And I, I tell every client I work with, if it don't scare you, it don't grow you, oh, period. Yes, period. So, because if it doesn't scare you, that means you've become comfortable with it. 
you know, you hear people say, oh, I could do this with my, you know, blindfolded with my, I, my, my eyes wrapped up, my hands tied behind yeah. my back. I could do this. I'm like, okay, so are you really growing? Or yeah. are you just doing some stuff that you've been doing and, and know how to do and it's easy? Yeah. Anytime it becomes easy or comfortable, you're no longer growing, which means you're not tapping into your fullest greatest potential which means you're robbing somebody mm. of their transformation because you're staying stuck in that last season Oof. you instead Oof. of walking into this current season of you right yeah. so you have to be seeking intentionally seeking out the opportunities that scare you and we all get those glimpses of things that scare us but most times we put it on the back burner or we dismiss yeah. the idea of pursuing that dream or that thing we just dismiss it and go on with our life yeah. instead of saying man I had this dream about this or I, I was thinking about, I really want to, I would love to do this thing one day yes. and I'm going to pursue it. I'm going for it. Most <laughs> of us don't do that. But, but when you decide, when you truly decide that you're going to get outside of your comfort zone, you run towards the very thing that brings you the greatest level of fear. That's why in 2013, I jumped out of a perfectly good plane. I went for my first skydive because at the time I was teaching women how to be fearless. Fearless enough to pursue the things that scare you. Fearless enough to face your own fears. Fearless enough to, to just do the things that are so uncomfortable and out of your norm and feel yeah. like a risk. And I was like, well, how do I prove that to them? Because I'm always I'm a big proponent of teaching what you know. Don't what you, teach me yeah. what you think won't work in theory. Yeah. Don't teach yeah. me because you read it in a book. No, what you know about it. Yeah. So I was like, well, how do I demonstrate to women that I know what feeling your, you know, feeling fear and getting outside of your comfort zone really looks like? And so I said, well, what's the thing that scares me most? Heights. I am terrified of height. Ooh. And I said, well, then I'm going to go do the thing that is the scariest thing in the world. I'm going to go jump out of a plane. And so in 2013, I went and I took my first skydive jump and I was terrified. <laughs> As you're going up in the plane, the door is up, is open, right? As you're going up. So you're watching and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And if you go up, oh, you coming out. You got to come out if you go up. So I had somebody oh attached to me because it was tandem. And this is, this is on YouTube. You can find my jump on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So I get up. We go. We, we finally go out the plane. That was the scariest part was just, just the first little tilt out of the plane. Mm -hmm. And then for about 60 seconds, there's this rush. Like, and your face is like blowing off because the wind is so strong. And then after 60 seconds of that free fall, your parachute opens. And all of a sudden, you're just literally gliding over the earth. Wow. Just gliding. When I tell you when I touched down on the ground, my feet touched the ground, I cried like a baby. Not because I was scared anymore. I cried like a baby because I was all of a sudden so aware of what I, potential I had and what yeah. capabilities I had and, and my ability to get out of my own way for the greatness that was waiting for me to show up. Yeah. And it just made me ball like a baby. But that's what most of us do in life. Mm. It's we think about something that's scary and we automatically abandon it because we think we already know what the experience is going to be like. Yes. That skydive yes. was actually one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. And I would have missed out on that because of what I thought the experience was going to be like if yeah. I didn't go and try it for myself. Yeah. So I'm challenging everyone who's listening to go out and try it for yourself. Yeah. Don't listen to what other people tell you it was like. Oh, don't, don't even listen to your own toxic thinking and your self-doubts. No, go out and find out for yourself what it's like. Yeah, that is so good. I think I'm definitely, um, it takes me a while to like do the scary thing. I, I mean, I, I end up generally doing it because the Lord just be like, girl, if you don't go. Get out right? of here. Right. Uh, but I have like these moments where I get all these different ideas and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. And I get to going. And then when it's time to put it in, I do all the behind work. It's right when you got to put it into action. It's when mm -hmm. I be like, Ugh, no, I'm gonna do this instead. And I'll just like, 
it's there. And I, you know, and for me, I feel like, you know, God, I'm working on it. Like, you know, you like, it's almost <laughs> like I'm, it's still in the motions. I got to change the colors or I got to change this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just a delay because I'm afraid of what, what happens if, you know, if I do put it out there, what if nobody, it does is it isn't received well what if it is received well you know because I think sometimes we do have the fear of like it not working but then the other side of that is that you have the fear of it working and then you actually have to work and then it's like well am I ready for the work that comes behind whatever it is that I've said right and and once you put it out there you can't take it back and you're like "Uh, well maybe if I don't say anything then no one knows that I thought about this idea and nobody knows that, (laughs) that I'm even thinking about it so I can just you know pretend like it never even happened but I think you continue to get this prompting of like you gotta do it you gotta do it and so this journey has been exactly what you said about like uh, jumping out of that plane like one of the things that I did when I first started this is that I knew this is what God had called me to do and I was trying to with my air quotes get my life together <laughs> I was trying to slay myself doubt before I actually released the podcast and then God told me this is a journey you got to have people watch you go through it the ups yes. the downs the ins the outs the good days the bad days the crazy days the days that you just crying and all of that stuff because they need to know that they're not by themselves yeah. and so when you say like how can I be telling all these women to live fearlessly but I can't jump out of a plane <laughs> you like well you're about to see me jump out of a plane today okay that's right <laughs> That's right. I'm going to walk the talk. I'm never just going to tell you something because I think it's, it sound good or I think it might work. No, I'm, I'm going to show you as, in as many ways as I can. I'm going to demonstrate whatever it is that I'm teaching. Yeah. And I think that that, that allows for people to be able to the, see the genuineness. And like you said, showing up as your most authentic self, yes. because at the end of the day, you can put a name on anything, but what people relate to is the person. And if they think that you are fake and they think that you're not yep. genuine and you're not real, they're not going to buy into whatever it is that you're, cause they don't, they don't believe you. Right. right. And they're like, exactly. she just saying whatever she want to say. But if you see my struggles and you see my journey and you see that I did the scary thing and even in those times that you do the scary thing so like I had this idea to one of one of my other fears um, other than public speaking is doing a live like recordings because I have um, uh, I had three episodes of Bell's Palsy like in my early 20s and so for me the right side of my face when I look at me it's still paralyzing. So I still see what I saw at 22. And so that scares me. Um, but I recently did an Instagram live and I was so petrified about whether or not people would show up. I was petrified whether or not it would go well, even though I do this all the time. Um, and I was just, I was afraid of everything but my face. And I didn't even realize it until the next day that mm. I was like, I wasn't even afraid of that anymore. And then I had what in for everybody else, nobody knows that that's a fear of mine. Nobody else knows that that's something that I struggle with. But then I I went back and I shared it because I had to say, y'all don't even understand. Like this is bigger than just doing this live. This is bigger than just being on here and you, me being able to interact because I'm used to talking to a wall, you know, like, and having an interaction with an audience. I literally did the one thing I was afraid to do, but because I was more afraid of all the other stuff, the biggest thing was completely out of my, my, my mind. And now I'm like, well, if I did it once, 
I'm going to do it again. Absolutely. And once you, and like you say, so once you take that step, need a daily reminder that we're on this journey together. The Slaying Self-Doubt Apparel and Accessory Line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them. It's the motion. And then you can see other things open up and you're like, okay, well, if I did that, I might be able to do something else and I might be able to do this. So how, how do you go about helping women unleash the power of their voice like what can you take me through that just a little bit like what that would look like if you know somebody came to you and just like I know I have it I know what (laughs) I want to say but it just I I can't get it it just won't it won't come out (laughs) yeah I mean I think a big part of so I have this uh, pyramid which has like eight tiers on it and and just at the bottom rung like just to go from from the bottom rung all the way up to the top rung, which profitability is at the top, mm-hmm. but the bottom rungs incorporate mastery, clarity, and visibility. Mm-hmm. So you have to, number one, be willing to master the power of your voice. So there yeah. has to be a willingness to want to do it, a yeah. willingness to show up in a way that is a- allowing you to persuade someone else to think of a uh, new idea, new possibilities, mm-hmm. right? You have to have that ability to be able to influence other people if you're really going to make impact in the world. That just, yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah. If you can't influence people, you ain't impacting nobody's life. Right, right. So, so understanding the, the urgency of that and being willing to put the time in to master it. Um, there's this, this saying from years ago that masters are people who invest a minimum of 10,000 hours or more into a specific skill set or craft. Mm. So are you willing to be a true student so that your voice can make the most power whenever you have an opportunity to speak in front of people. Yeah. So taking it seriously, being willing to go on a path of mastery. And for me, it's starting at the bottom, being okay, starting from ground zero. So when I talk about, you know, being able to help women unleash the power of their voice, number one is taking ownership of your story yeah. instead of running from your story. Yes. Instead yes. of running from, you know, pe- women run from, from their story because they have shame mm-hmm. or they have guilt mm-hmm. about something that happened. They feel like that past still defines them. Yeah. But I'm like, you got to always remember this. Your story is about you, but it ain't for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you went through it. Yeah. And it was tough when you went through it. But guess what? You're on the other side of it now and you're still standing. Yeah. And you're okay. You're doing yeah. okay. Yeah. So why would you not now make it for someone else by sharing everything that you learned through that experience? That's when you know someone really wants to make an impact because now they're making their life bigger than just them. Yeah. Yeah. And too many of us get caught into our own stuff. And so we don't want to share our true, raw, authentic truth because we're running thinking it's shameful or we feel guilty about something that we experience. So Absolutely. just at a fundamental level, just starting there and helping them to take full ownership of their story and their truth. That is, yeah, that's, that's, I, that is definitely the biggest part of it because you are afraid of whatever the judgment might be. Right. And so you don't know what, what people are going to say once you share that thing, but you right. also don't know who will be connected to your story as well. Right. And that's always the fear with me doing this show. It's just like, what am I going to say today? And whether or not it's going to resonate. But I do, I know that because I know the purpose, I know that I have no choice but to share my story because otherwise nobody will know that they're going, what they're going through is normal, right? They won't know that, you know, having self-doubt is a normal thing. Having anxiety is a normal thing or what it even looks like and how it shows up because it shows up differently in everybody. Um, And I, think that 
once I know that I have that, one of the things is why I shifted into doing, you know, interviews as well is that I'm not by myself. And so you have these amazing women out here like yourself who are doing great things and they're in their chapter, you know, fives and chapter tens and twenties and twenty. But guess what? We all started in chapter one. You don't go to the end of the book. You got to start at one and it shows up in everybody. And so a part of this is like, letting people know that no matter what you want to do, you don't skip this part. <laughs> this part yeah, you're there, not going to skip. Something that, yeah, there's something that you need to learn in every season and in every chapter. Yeah. And 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 I'll never forget one of my, my mentors telling me this. She's like, don't don't despise the chapter that you're in right now because there's something that you're supposed to learn in this chapter that you will never have an opportunity to learn again in any other chapter. Yeah. So when you view it that way, you stop trying to rush through each chapter. You stop trying to get to where somebody else is and you just walk your walk through mm-hmm. your journey and learn what you're supposed to learn in each chapter and, and in each season. Yes. Yes. I love that. This is such a, a I, I'm, I, whenever I do these interviews, I always am like walking away, just like being so grateful that I have the opportunity to just be able to connect with so many women who are doing such great things to be able to empower you know, myself personally, just because I'm doing the interview first, (laughs) (laughs) but then, but then also other people, because like I said before, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so the, the purpose of this is to be able to give people, um, a, a glimpse into what people are doing to be able to become the best versions of themselves by doing the work. And that's what you're doing every day. Like you showed up for yourself. I love the mantras. I'm going to have to incorporate that into my, <laughs> my daily routine because that's something that I, I don't, you know, there's one thing where we like, um, someone else that I interviewed was talking about like a brag book. Right. And they were saying that, you know, we do a great job of like saying what we want right? And, but not saying like who we are, what we are right now, right? And a part of like your mantra of like saying that, like, I'm already worthy. I'm already enough. I don't have to do anything more to become that. And it's difficult for us to be able to say it out loud because we've been saying all the mess, right? Like you say, and and we don't believe it. And so you just got to keep saying it until you believe it. So you can go to your boss and tell your boss, that's gonna be me up on this <laughs> I'm gonna be on this billboard. You see me out there? That's what I want y'all to do. You you find what you what your goal is, and uh, you tell your boss that's where I'm gonna be at. I'm gonna be. And right. it's so funny because on that last job, actually, I so I supported the general counsel, but then there were also like four or five attorneys in that in that little group who reported directly to her. And one of those attorneys in specific follows me to this day still. Wow. And, and, and I remember her going to my Facebook page one day and just saying, Oh my God, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Cause I would tell, I told everybody, Oh, just, I want y'all to know I'm going to be an international <laughs> motivation. <speaker." laughs> But like you said, you got to believe it yourself first in yes. order for other people to believe it. So if you don't believe it and you aren't, you know, speaking it with conviction, just like you do everything else, then you, you're not going, it's not going to manifest. It's not going to become yes. that. Even if, you know, God calls you to do it, you still have to believe it. And, and the fact that he called you to do it means that he thinks that you can do it anyway. You, we are the ones that are standing in our own way yes. of actually becoming who he's already called us to be because our plan is already set. We just keep, you know, just telling ourselves all the other stuff that just like 
jumble it all up. Yep. So um, how can people connect with you? How can they um, learn how to unleash the power of their voice and like get connected with you to be able to go through this whole transformation? Yeah, so I am all across social media at Cheryl Empowers. That's probably why probably why it's throwing you off, Cheryl. My company is Cheryl Wood Empowers, but my handle on social media is oh, Cheryl okay. Empowers on everything. Okay, I, could, I couldn't get Cheryl Wood Empowers. So anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a whole struggle in the right, middle. Yes. but I'm Cheryl Empowers. Um, I primarily hang out on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. I am on Twitter and and YouTube. You can find me on all those platforms at Cheryl Empowers, and even for my website. You can go to CherylEmpowers.com. And the great thing about that, we were talking about storytelling. Yeah. If you, if you jump over there, I have a free template, which is a signature story template, because we have so many stories in our lives. The question is, what is that signature story yeah. that's going to connect directly to your brand identity so that that's the impact that you're making in the world? So it's a template. It's completely free. All you got to do is put your name and email in. Anybody who wants that can get it. It's an immediately downloadable option. Nice. So as as you put it in, you get the email, you download it, and you can start working on that signature story like today. Yes, yes. So everybody has a story. So you just everybody. gotta go, th- go through your mesh child, figure out which one you want to tell. <laughs> it's one it's one it's one out there thank you so much for agreeing to be here um i am i'm excited i i I just this was such a great conversation and um i really 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 appreciate it i'm going to put all your information in the show notes so everybody will have that so they can go reach out and um talk to you well thank you and thank you for being so amazing in the world and and just sparking these amazing conversations that help elevate other people so Just keep up the great work. Keep spreading your wings. You're an eagle. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.